and welcome back to the Christian Formation Podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and his story. My name's Raven, and I'm joined by Jared, one of our pastors here. And today we're talking about your response to the Bible reading plan this past year. Hey, everyone. It's Raven. What's up, Raven? And Jared. I was going to have you intro yourself. Oh, (laughs) Okay. Jared's joining us again on the Christian Formation Podcast. How do you feel being here? Oh, it's just a pleasure. I feel like I was a guest last time and now I'm a regular. I love it. Well, today we are talking about the Bible in a year. This last year, 2020, brought some new things for a lot of people. And one new thing for our church in a positive way was just the fact that we were able to read through the entirety of the Bible cover to cover. That's right. So uh, you did it, right? Yeah. And to be honest, the main reason I did it was because I spent hours creating the outline for people to go through. So Andrew basically worked on the actual outline of figuring out, okay, what day should people read this many passages, all of that. But I did the graphic design for it and I actually lost the document. It was corrupted. I had to go through this sketchy website to try and pay money so that we could get it to come back. And by the grace of God, we did. We're only $5 out, so hey, that's not bad. God works in <laughs> mysterious ways. But because I had spent so much time on it over Christmas break, I thought, if I don't go through this, <laughs> that would be such a waste of time. <laughs> so you are kind of the brains behind all of the operation the behind mm. the scenes stuff no 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 i would say andrew definitely had the gumption to be like okay we should do this let's do it i'm gonna create the outline could you design it let's go and i said okay <laughs> and so you made it happen you executed everything i executed the vision but to be honest anyone could have done it i just wanted it to look so pretty in a graphic way well you know? i think it looked pretty well thank in you in my humble opinion so i appreciate it so yeah, we, we journeyed through this as a church and, you know, one of our core values is formation. And I know it sounds kind of like a Sunday school answer to tell people that they should read their Bible and pray. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about things that can form our hearts and minds, um, there's probably a reason that read your Bible and pray gets repeated over and over and over because there's probably not two better ways to do that. And so the idea was, hey, what would what would happen or, or what would it look like in forming our hearts and souls and minds if we had a bunch of people read through the Bible in a year. And so Mm -hmm. as you read through the entirety of the Bible, you start making connections and you realize that it's a unified story and you realize Mm -hmm. that it's all centered on Jesus. And so there's this um, increase in biblical literacy that comes when you read it from cover to cover. The other thing um, that's a powerful thing is that, you know, as we walk throughout our days, um, we're constantly being formed by the things around us Mm -hmm. and the culture around us and the advertisements around us. And, uh, so reading the Bible regularly in big chunks is just a way, uh, to just, um, strive toward like this counter formation, this way that we are allowing our hearts and minds to be, um, formed or reprogrammed or put a lens on our entire world that is centered in the gospel story. And so um, I think, yeah, the whole project was helpful to just help our church be formed in Christ likeness. Yeah. And it was really cool too, because we were able to have different people in our church say, Hey, yeah, I'll give a teaching over the upcoming Bible passage. So people would study 
for a really long time. I did yep. it once. <laughs> Other people were much more faithful and did it two or three times and they would write a script and our pastors would review it. And then those people would post that video later on. Mm-hmm. And that would just give people a framework to shape their mind over what they were about to read. And I found that really helpful because not only could I just kind of put my mind around, okay, what am I learning this week? But I could also hear from different people in our congregation that were Mm -hmm. reading the scriptures along with me and also reading it ahead of time and preparing and planning so that I could benefit and understand more. Totally. And so there was like a weekly shepherding kind of guiding video that provided a little context. And then each day or each week for people who didn't actually do this, what what did the reading look like? So you had... So it started in Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just that. Right. Yeah. It went all the way through the Bible, but it was paired with a psalm each day, mm-hmm. which I thought was really helpful, especially to my heart, because a lot of times I felt like the psalm would kind of mirror what I had just read. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not like it was exactly designed or meant that way, but it was just beautiful to be able to go through a psalm and cry out to the Lord in a relational way after reading some kind of headier things like numbers or other books of the Bible where I was reading through and I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of difficult. I don't really understand. But then to have that juxtaposed with a Psalm or honestly complimented, not completely opposite, but complimented by a Psalm of lament, or I had just read something about war. And so it was just God's beauty and grace. Mm -hmm. And so it was just cool to have both of those together. Totally. And I think just journeying through the Psalms for me in the last year, focusing on each and every one. So many of the Psalms have like, have lament in Mm -hmm. them. And in a year like 2020, where there's a lot of craziness going on, it gave kind of an emotional outlet for my soul as I was reading Mm -hmm. through it. So I just appreciated the idea of like being in the Psalms for the entirety of the year. It was, it was a good like exhale Mm-hmm. In so many ways. So, yeah. yeah. No, it was really beautiful. And it was really cool too. So we had asked people to send in their stories and tell us how reading through the Bible in a year truly impacted their lives. And we're excited to share those today. Yeah, we got a few dialed up here. Yeah. And so the first one we're going to listen to is Debbie. She is a faithful servant in our church. She works with prison ministry and she's just on fire for God. And so we're going to kind of listen to her thoughts over the Bible reading plan and how it impacted her this year. First off, I have loved doing this with our church family together and diving deep into the meanings of the books and the authors. And I love the videos that came out every single week that help us to meditate on how to apply it to our lives. Been really impactful. But I had an especially amazing encounter with Zephaniah this time. I couldn't have told you before what the books, uh, the minor prophets really had to say much, but I can sure tell you now, Zephaniah 3, God spoke directly to my heart. There's somebody who was, is very, very dear to my heart. And she had just called and told me that she was going to go through a divorce. And it was very um, troubling, of course. And Zephaniah 3 laid out the first part of it was about the rebellion. And this woman had lived in rebellion 
when she was young. And then the middle part was about, you know, being humbled and returning to God. And I thought that's where she is now. And the last part of Zephaniah 3 talks about how God was going to restore that person and give that person such a great future. And he was talking about the nation of Israel, but I certainly applied it to this person's life. And it was so neat that the scriptures can come alive, whether Old Testament or New Testament, based on what you're going through in life. I really love reading God's word and diving deep. Okay, first of all, can I say how I love how God's word is just timely. Like we read it sometimes, right? And it just like pops off the page. Just, I think it was last week, um, reading in Hebrews and life felt a little bit crazy and, um, you know, was going through uh, Hebrews 4 and it talks about how uh, Jesus is this high priest. He's able to sympathize with our weaknesses. And it just, um, it's just like a, it felt like this word that, that the spirit just dropped on me. It was just so timely. And I love how that, those kind of stories happen. You hear that in Debbie's story. Um, one of the other things that I think is really cool about that um, is how when you read through the entirety of the Bible, you see how the gospel is reflected throughout. And so she's talking about Zephaniah and how, um, you know, there's this sense of rebellion and God comes and meets us in our rebellion. And then he restores us through his love and his grace. And that's the storyline of the entire Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And we read through the entire Bible. You start seeing that it's not, you know, stories of some good people, some bad people, some people who are good enough for God. It's the entirety of, um, you know, the human race from beginning to end were people who, you know, fell short of God's glory. And whether it was God's people or uh, people outside of that Gentiles, Jews in the new Testament, and we all need, uh, the grace mm-hmm. of God. And so you see, um, the beauty that even in Zephaniah that it points forward to in Jesus coming is that we were all sinners, but while we were yeah. still sinners, Christ died for us and he comes and he restores us through his love and his grace and his mercy, um, that we are undeserving of, but, um, God just, he, yeah, he does something beautiful in us to forgive us, to bring us life that's reflected in Zephaniah. And it just was a timely word for Debbie's friend. Yeah, I think it's so cool, especially because just the excitement when you read something and then later in the day, you're able to actually apply it to someone's life. And it's not a great self-help book. Mm. It's God's word. And so being able to say, oh my goodness, I read something like this today and this can be an encouragement to you. Totally. is beautiful. Yeah. And it actually reminds me of Craig, another guy in our congregation, he actually heads our teardown team on Sunday, which has been awesome. But he had a story as well where it really just impacted his life. So in a difficult, crazy, weird year, the Bible reading plan has been a great resource to keep me grounded in God's word and to remind me to put my trust in him. Like many people, 2020 has been a rough one. An old college roommate of mine was diagnosed with cancer at the very beginning of the year went through aggressive treatment before he passed away during the summer. But I remember when things were taking a turn for the worse, we were reading through some of the old wisdom books in the Old Testament, and I remember particularly Job. Uh, The book of Job explores human suffering and God's justice. Job is a righteous, blameless man who goes through terrible suffering. Job's friends are convinced that Job must have committed some terrible sins to deserve his suffering because God is just. While Job maintains he is righteous, and questions God's divine justice. Job cries out to God, seeking an answer, and God responds, but not with answers, 
but in return, questions Job back, asking him, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Um, and God continues answered Job by opening Job's eyes to, to the complexity and beauty of God's creation, showing that Job is unable to have a cosmic perspective um, and unable to accuse God of being unjust. Um, through the story, we get a glimpse of God's character, showing that he will answer us and meet us when we earnestly cry out to him. Pain and suffering exist in the world, but it does not imply that God is unjust or unloving. Rather, we can bring our pain and grief to God and trust that God cares for us and knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think that story hits home for me because I was able to see Craig walk alongside community because, again, the death of your friend is never fun and it's never a lighthearted thing. But just to see how he turned to the Lord and truly did read through Job and feel like, man, this really impacted my life because I know that the Lord sees me and he's still good despite the outcome of the things that happen in this world. Mm, That's so, yeah, it's so good. And kudos to Craig for walking with his friend and and what came to my mind as I listened to that, I'm uh, just coming off uh, a handful of days ago, officiating a funeral. Mm. And the thing that, that I feel like is in my mind is that I love um, when we go to some of the places in the Bible that we don't always go to how the Bible addresses hard questions. So like we see, as we experience, uh, you know, the brokenness of this world, there's pain, there's death, there's tears, and there's not a lot of places that have actual answers to those questions. Um, and I love how, uh, the Bible doesn't hold back mm. and, um, it meets us. Um, in the difficult questions and uh, the deep places of our hearts and when we're wrestling and, uh, you know, if we're looking for something that truly brings hope or life to us or joy to us, um, there's actually real answers. They're not mm-hmm. always easy to swallow, yeah. um, but the book of Job is one of those examples and you see how that just played out in Craig's life for this last year. Super cool. Yeah. And it's really cool too, because you just see God's character throughout the entirety of the Bible. And so I think it also reminds me about, it was around August, we were doing a fasting and prayer month for our church. For those of you who don't know, our church doesn't have a building currently. And so we are using our sister's church, our sister church's church, (laughs) and they've been super generous and it's been awesome. But we spent the whole month fasting and praying, you know, one day a week for a building. And during that time, when we were reading, we were reading about the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And it was just a beautiful picture because they had said, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of the gold that you have set up. And so it's just a reminder for me of just immense obedient faith and also that God is good despite the outcome of our prayers. Mm. So even if Craig was praying that his friend would be healed, God is still good as hard as that is. Or even during that funeral, if people are praying for a different outcome beforehand and that doesn't happen, the Lord is still good. And that's Mm. something that's hard and it's not fun to wrestle with. But I think he just really made it clear throughout scripture that he is good on his promises and he does Mm. love his children. The book of Daniel was not only influential to me during the Bible reading plan, but it was also influential to Justin, another man in our church who really found Daniel's prayer to be impactful for him. I hope the Bible reading plan has been a big of a blessing in your guys' lives as it has been mine. 
When going through the book of Daniel, I was very impacted by Daniel's prayer life. You know, he was the second in command of the world-dominating empire of his day, and he still made time three times a day to get on his knees and specifically pray. And we think our job and projects keep us busy. So I started what I call the Daniel Prayer Challenge, where I aim to stop whatever I'm doing three times a day and get on my knees and pray. It's a work in progress, but I'm working toward turning this into a daily habit. That's fun to listen to. So Justin is in my huddle, which is the small gender-specific discipleship groups that we have here at Providence. And so we meet every Thursday morning, and I can attest that Justin did actually do that. At least he (laughs) came on Thursday mornings and said he did it. Um, But uh, it was fun to hear how he would said he would literally get on his knees, stop Mm -hmm. his work, stop everything to get down and and, um, like... And it's just fun to like read the word of God and actually let it impact you. Not just read it and have it be head knowledge and move on. But he's like, hey, how can I be inspired by this? And uh, yeah, it was fun to hear him in his prayer requests and all that. So yeah. Yeah, that's really cool that you were able to see it firsthand. I mean, I listened to it and I think, oh, that's really cool. But you actually got to see, oh yeah, he talked about it in group and said that he did it. He tried to convince me to do it, but maybe next year. (laughs) Yeah. It's just humbling. And it reminds you, okay, lift your eyes and focus them on Jesus. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have three more stories we would love to share with you today. One is from Rochelle, one of our city group leaders. The other is from Josh, who's super involved in missions. And the third one is from Jared, who is one of our security team leads. And they just have really cool stories about how God impacted them through the Bible reading plan. Over the last year, I've realized how I truly only can do my best in this life with other Christians encouraging me and championing me as I go. In the fall of this year, as we return back to school and I'm a teacher, um, my habits with the Bible reading plan began to fall. And I continued to fight for consistency and prioritizing my relationship with the Lord. I realized I will fall short. I did fall short and I will continue to fall short. I will never be able to do anything perfectly in my life ever. But by taking one day at a time, I'll be able to seek him and know him better through his word. By being in community, we will never be perfect, but we will continue to be pushed to grow more and be more like him um, and continue to know him more deeply and more intimately through his words. So this last year has really challenged me to fight for that consistency and for that routine every single day, even when it becomes very hard and continue to surround myself with community who will continue to challenge me in that. While it's true that you can do the same thing over and over again and you end up getting the same result, I think it's also true that every once in a while that very same action can produce a different outcome. And for me, that's what it was like reading through the Bible this year from start to finish. I'd done it a handful of times before. Uh, I think the last time was about 10 years ago. And each time I had read it, it was almost as if the stories I read and the characters within them were just that. They were stories and characters. And deep down, I, I believe that all these things had actually happened, but it was just in a long time ago, galaxy far, far away kind of way, if that makes sense. Uh, but this year's experience was just totally different. By God's grace, I was able to see the narratives and the people within them for what they were, and that's the beautiful foundations of our faith heritage. I mean, they were just as human as you and I are, and they sought and they worshiped the very same Heavenly Father that we do today. More importantly, though, I was able to see more fully how each and every page not only showed us mankind's desperate need for a Savior— 
but also repeatedly pointed us toward the person and work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this was such an encouragement to me when it comes to sharing the gospel. Uh, much like how I really didn't get it the first few times I read the Bible, sometimes it takes a few conversations before people start to see just how much God loves us and to believe in, at a heart level, the power of what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. Now, all that being said, I am really glad that I did stick with the reading plan this year uh, because for me, the harvest was definitely worth the time spent sowing. I certainly hope it was for all of you as well. Uh, I love that reading the whole thing and listening to the whole thing displays the grandeur and majesty of God and his plan for us. And it shows the intricacy of the Bible and uh, all of that leads to a deeper worship of him. Yeah, I think that's just so good to be able to hear their stories. Rochelle and I actually called each other every single Monday morning at 6 a.m. to read through our Bible passages together because we both knew that if we didn't stay in community, that we wouldn't read it together. And we also formed a Facebook group chat with our city group, with the people who did follow along. I mean, it kind of died toward the end, but someone actually posted <laughs> in it last week, which I was very impressed. So dusting off the group chat to kind of hold people accountable and be in community, but you need it. You think that you can do it on your own, but things come up or you want to sleep in. And it's just a good reminder that it is important to read through God's word. And again, I mean, with Jared's comment as well, and Josh's, you just get to see the grandeur and majesty of the Lord as you're reading through scripture. And it's just, yeah, it's super formative and really great. Yeah. So, you know, this is a year long thing and you're a couple of days away from finishing. Yeah. Um, but the idea for this is uh, one to yeah just increase our biblical literacy, to know who God is, to know what the gospel is, to see it on all of the pages of scripture and also to let it just form our hearts and minds. And so the mm-hmm. hope is not that this is like a, a one-year project that then just kind of dies off and we stop doing it, but it could actually train us to be people of the word who would um, keep reading the Bible and keep reading it cover to cover. And so we're hopeful um, that as so many people have shared some of these stories, that these stories continue and that more and more people in our church um, are just students of the word and get life from the word on a regular basis. Yeah. In Hebrews four twelve, it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so when you go out this week, would you remember just the beauty that is in God's word and truly set aside time to be in God's word? Thank you again for listening. The Christian Formation Podcast exists to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and his story. If you have any questions, comments, or would love to send us podcast topics, please email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. And if you want to check out more about us, head to our website at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you next week.